Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. This week I am going to be talking about money and I don't think I've done an episode just solely on money and I don't even know. I feel like I kind of took money out of the conversation out of my business for a really long time and there were a lot of reasons for that. I think A few of the reasons being, number one, I began to look around the industry at online coaches and all I was seeing were business coaches telling you that they were going to make you six figures overnight or reach that next money goal and manifestation coaches promising you that they had the solution, the the magic solution to teach you how to manifest 100K or 10K or it just, it it was everywhere and it, it began to feel like a little bit out of integrity or almost dirty. And I know a teaching I used to say is money is not a dirty word and it's not, but a lot of the teachings around money were coming from what I saw a place that seemed really out of integrity. And it gave me a little bit of the ick. And I very much wanted to be really careful that I didn't fall into any sort of teachings that were out of integrity. And so I felt kind of so icked by a lot of what I was seeing in the industry that I kind of pulled out of the conversation altogether and was like, you know what? I don't want to feed into anyone pedestaling money or chasing after these big, really unachievable money goals. And not that they're unachievable, but unrealistic uh, in a sense of the way a lot of it was being taught was you're basically trading your peace, your presence, and your relationship with God for these big money promises. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there who want to teach you how to be rich. And there's a lot of people out there who are rich. And I've known a lot of them. But I also know that having a lot of money in your bank account does not mean that you also have peace. And for me, the goal is peace, deeper connection with, unity with, union with God, and wealth, and richness in all aspects. And that can only come when we seek God first, we seek connection with him and his heart before seeking money. And I think that over the last few years, a manifestation becoming really big, money became a huge selling point. If you can teach people how to make money, you can make a lot more money. And suddenly money was pedestaled and people were seeking money before anything else in their lives, which is not, not what I wanted to be a part of. Another reason I turned away from speaking about money a lot, because it used to be central in my business. If you're newer to the podcast, maybe you don't know, but I started a lot of my business around teaching money manifestation and I got really, really, really good at it. I, I was really good at manifesting money and teaching others to do the same. And 
I shifted to a place in my business where then I focused more on speaking on love, relationship, opening your heart, connecting with God, feeling more centered in your life, etc. And now I'm ready to bring the conversation back full circle and bring all of it together. But another reason I kind of dropped the conversation on money for a good while, I don't know, maybe a year, year and a half, where I really wasn't speaking on it as a central topic, was because I began to see this pattern once again of people who were so desperate to learn about manifesting money and they believed that it would make them, a lot of them on an unconscious level, that it would make all of their problems go away, all of their anxieties go away, all of their pain go away. And once again, money was being pedestaled. And as someone who has been on every place in the spectrum with money, I've been absolutely broke living paycheck to paycheck. All I could think about was where the next dollar was coming from, making $2 an hour. And I've also had more money than I've ever had in my life. I've had 100K months. I've had 20K days. I've I've been on all ends of the spectrum. My business has brought in, I don't know where I am now, but I hit a point last year where it was over a million in revenue. But these are lots of big, fancy, shiny numbers, right, that are meant to impress you. But it's not always what it feels like. Because I can tell you that the anxiety you have when you are broke is going to be the same anxiety you have when you are rich in the way you desire to be. But it will just be shifted. You having more money is not going to make your anxiety go away. It will make specific stress you have around money go away. But that stress and anxiety you have is now going to shift to another area of your life or just in a different area around money specifically. Money is not going to solve all of your problems. And when I say this, I'm speaking specifically to people whose survival needs are already met. This is an entirely different conversation if your survival needs are not met. And I realized that some people were coming to this idea of manifesting more money, how can I make more money, et cetera, studying money as a concept because they thought that it would solve the problems or it was almost like this band-aid and obviously like I've been there I'm not saying this to blame like oh you guys are all wrong like I'm pointing the finger at myself here (laughs) this was also me for a long time we've all been here to some extent and when I realized it in my life I realized it reflected in everyone around me and I chose to take a step back because I decided that I no longer want to have any band-aids in my life I don't want to be leaning on anything That may be actually blocking me from feeling what I need to feel, from healing what I need to heal, from connecting on an even deeper level with myself and with God. And that meant taking a step back from sharing about, teaching about, learning about money, focusing on money in general. And so I kind of had this experiment more or less where I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend an extended period of time not focusing on money, not trying to make more of it or attract more of it or manifest more of it not trying to learn more about it, not even teaching about it or sharing about it for a time. And I'm just going to focus on me and God. And I'm going to see where that takes me because truly God is the provider. Money is a currency, but money is not the provider itself. Money doesn't provide for us. God does. And, and it was an experiment that worked in my favor. And I realized after a while, and I think a lot of you may feel that, that A lot of the teachings and manifestation, right? Even what I used to teach around money mindset, right? Affirming 
that you're worthy of money and money loves you and all of these things and fixing your mindset and your relationship with money. This stuff was important. We needed that baseline. So many of us started with this toxic relationship with money. Maybe you're in it now where all of your thoughts and the way you speak about money is really negative and it's important to learn the mindset shifts. It's important to learn that as a baseline. But then I think it took a lot of people to a place where it worked really well in the beginning. And so they continue to focus on it. And it became this constant micromanaging of their thoughts and expressions. And it was like, you know what? I need more money. Where am I thinking wrongly? Where am I being too negative? What can I affirm more today? And I see a lot of people, not just money, but who are still in this spiral of manifestation of, I need to constantly be affirming. I need to constantly be micromanaging my thoughts. I need to constantly be fixing them. I need to always be fixing myself. I need to make sure I'm high vibe around money in order to have more of it. And it's almost this like toxic cycle of I need to fix myself and make sure I show up perfectly to have the things that I want versus this, this is so different from when we actually focus on God and realize he is unconditionally loving and that there is no way that we need to be fixing ourselves or healing ourselves or show up in a certain way in order to receive his love and provision. You don't need to micromanage your thoughts or affirm all day in order to receive the love and provision of God. And this was a big game changer for me was realizing, okay, I have the baseline. I no longer have a toxic relationship with the concept of money. I can drop all of that. I can just fully let it go and lean back into God a little bit and let him lead me here. Money is not worthy of being pedestaled. It's not worthy of so much focus and attention from us. We get to go one step deeper. It's like, yes, like I said before, money is a currency. It's it's just a form of exchange. That's all it is. In this world, we deal in cash and dollars. And so therefore, money is the form of provision of exchange in this reality that we live in. But money is not the thing that is providing for us. Yes, we need money for certain things in our lives, but money isn't the provider. God is. So it's really important to go deeper because so many people, you want to, you want more money. And so we're looking at all of this. Okay, let me focus on money. Let me focus on all my thoughts around money and all my energy around money and become an energetic match for money versus wait a second, all of that frantic work you're doing. What if you didn't need to do any of that? What if there was something deeper and easier? And when I say easier, I don't mean that it feels easier in your body, but it's less frantic. It's more in tune with the way your body is actually meant to function, more in tune with God, more in tune with your heart and your soul. And that means looking actually at your union with God, at your relationship with your responsibility and your ability to hold the wealth that you actually want, looking at your relationship with your ability to receive, looking at your relationship with yourself and your trust in yourself. If you don't trust yourself, if you're still shaming yourself for all your past decisions around money, how can you expect to trust yourself to hold more money if and when it comes? What is your relationship with intimacy? I'm going to say intimacy in this form of the word. I'm not talking about sexual intimacy. 
talking about emotional intimacy with yourself, with God, and with the way you see money. And really, I I shouldn't even say money, with scarcity and the embodiment of scarcity within you and the way that that shows up in your life and your being and your emotions. So what I'm really trying to say with all of this is that you may think that you have a block with money or you have resistance to money, but I want to shift the way you're looking at this to you don't have a money block you need to heal or fix or reframe. You don't need to shift your relationship with money anymore. Your resistance isn't even with money itself. Your resistance is with the parts of you that are resistant to the intimacy, the receiving, the provision, the relationship with God, the shame, the parts of you that money would take you to, that your experience with more money would take you to. That is where the resistance is. That is where the work is. And none of that can be done without going directly to God. So it's like taking all of that love we have of money, especially if you come from the manifestation world, all of that money loving that we have, and just shifting that to God. Putting the focus there first and letting him pour into us. How much better does it feel to realize, wait, I don't need to be doing it all. I don't need to be the main provider in my life. can lean back a little bit. Open up and let God pour into me. But if we're shutting down, taking the lead, doing it all ourselves, confident that we can manifest our way to everywhere we want to be, God's not even a part of that picture. Not that he doesn't want to be. God's always with us. But we also choose how much we open up to him and his provision. Now I want to speak on scarcity specifically right now because, yeah, this is a concept that I think has been very misconstrued. So scarcity or lack, right? This fear we have around lack, this fear we have around not having enough money, being in a scarcity mindset, you've probably heard of that. So the issue with the way that many of us are taught to deal with scarcity or or our fears around money and scarcity mindset, lack mindset, is to fix it, to manifest it away, to affirm it away, to reframe the mindset. And that can bring temporary relief and a temporary solution. But what's really happening on a deeper level is when we run away from our scarcity, when we try to manifest it away or fix it away or heal it away, What we're really doing is showing ourselves that that part of us is deeply unlovable and needs to be fixed in order to receive what she wants. That's a transactional process. We're saying, if I fix myself enough, I'll be worthy of receiving what I want. That's not unconditional love. That's not a reflection of God. That is lack itself. (laughs) That is lack itself dealing with lack, scarcity itself dealing with scarcity. Shame dealing with shame. That's not love. There's no love there. What scarcity really is, is the parts of yourself that really, 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 really want to feel loved. That's all it is. Parts of yourself that really, really want to feel loved and who believe unconsciously that more money will mean more love, will mean more peace. We all really, at the end of the day, just want love and we want peace. But the parts of us that are in fear around money, that are in scarcity, that are in lack, are also the parts of us that are resisting the wealth that we desire. These are the parts of us that are saying, I'm scared of going deeper with God. I don't trust him. I have hurt. 
They're the parts of us that say, I'm scared of more responsibility when it comes to wealth. I don't trust myself. I made decisions that I don't approve of in the past. I'm hurt. I have shame. We can't go there. They're the parts of us that say, I'm terrified of failing. I'm terrified of putting myself out there, of trying again, and having everyone I love see me fall flat on my face. That hurt in the past, I don't want to experience that again. There are even the parts of us that say, I don't even know if I feel worthy of the joy that might come with the kind of wealth that I desire. I don't know if I have the capacity to hold that kind of joy in my system because yes, many of us actually push away joy because we're uncomfortable or unfamiliar with the sensation of holding a large amount of joy or contentment. And so these are just a few examples. There are, of course, many different embodiments of scarcity. And so these parts of us, they don't want to be fixed. They don't want to be affirmed away. Like, let's just give a specific example. Let's imagine that there's a version of you who made decisions in the past around money that you feel ashamed of or or you regret. I mean, if you're human and you've had money in your life, you've probably made some money decisions that you regret. It happens to all of us, whether they're big or they're small. So that part of you is still living in you. And you're experiencing that part of you as scarcity or fear or what you consider to be resistance to wealth or abundance or more money or whatever you want to call it. So that part of you who feels ashamed and embarrassed or like a failure doesn't just want you to push her away and begin to affirm that you trust yourself with money. She actually wants your attention. She wants to be loved back to life. That's what she wants. When a lot of our old practices tell us to move away from scarcity, what I know to be true now is that even scarcity is provision from God. It's not meant to be run away from or ascended out of or meant to descend into it. It is there for a reason. And when you descend into it, what do you find? You find the parts of yourself that are craving, that are desperate for your love that are desperate to be loved back to life, to be fully integrated. When you experience, even in your life, a time period of scarcity, like I said, scarcity is still provision. God is preparing you. He's correcting you. He's opening a new door. He's clearing you out for what's coming. He's showing you the parts of you that don't feel loved. And here's the other thing about money is that the more money you have in your reality, the more sensation you're going to be required to hold in your body. With more money comes more sensation, more responsibility, more things to think about, more triggers that you didn't know were within you, maybe more joy, maybe more sadness. With more money comes more sensation. If you're unable to descend into the sensation that is currently here within your scarcity, you will be unable to descend into the sensations that actually come with what you're desiring, what you're asking for, what you're praying for. And so sometimes the scarcity is actually paving the way for you to have the wealth and abundance that you're praying for. But sometimes we're so busy to get out of the state of scarcity or fear or lack that we bypass everything that's here for us. 
fear is always truly a fear of feeling something. Always. It comes down to that. When we have fear around money, there's a fear of feeling something, of getting intimate with ourselves. And wealth cannot be built on a foundation of shame. And obviously, there's many people who say, oh, but Kristen, there are lots of people who have a lot of shame and have a lot of money. And I'm not just talking about having a lot of money. I'm talking about peace and money and rock-solid faith and trust in God, which brings peace. Not everyone has peace and love and trust and money. So if you just want to get rich and have a bunch of money and you don't care about your internal world, you don't care about your relationship with God or yourself, then I'm not the person for you. I'm not the person for you to be listening to. Because for me, money comes secondary to all of that. Money is like the icing on the cake, the cherry on top. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, we don't get to take money with us wherever we go. After we pass through this world, whatever your beliefs are, we don't get to take money with us. And as cliche as it is, how many times have you heard the question, if you were on your deathbed, what would you look back and wish you had done differently? Do you wish you had spent your whole life focusing on how to attract more money? Or do you wish you had created more peace so you could be more present with your loved ones? Or do you wish we had cultivated a heart that was closer to God's? Or do you wish that you had spent more time with your loved ones? Because yes, money is important and I'm not going to say that it isn't. But when we make it the number one most important focus in our life, we shut out so many other things. We shut out what God actually really wants for us, which is a richness in every sense of the word in all areas of our life, not just in our bank accounts. So if I were to summarize all of this and you want to move into a space of more wealth in your life, money or wealth comes not by worshiping money or pedestaling money or micromanaging your mindset or relationship with money, but by trusting God and expanding your ability to hold sensation. And this is why money is such a... A difficult subject almost to teach on because everyone wants to hear about money specifically, but it's never just about money. It is always so much deeper than that. There's always something that we're so fearful of feeling. There's always a place that we're so scared of going within ourselves. It's this conversation gets to be so much deeper. This conversation really is about where is your union with God? How how deeply do you trust him? What is your relationship to receiving to receiving provision. Do you trust God to provide for you? Do you trust the masculine to provide for you? Do you trust yourself to open to receive or are you still locked in this mode of of just hyper-independence? Of I've got me all the time. I'm the only one I can trust. I'm doing this on my own no matter what. Your relationship with money or wealth cannot be talked about with looking at your relationship with God your relationship with the masculine, your relationship with yourself, your own self-trust, your relationship with responsibility. So when you ask for more money, when you pray for more money and you don't get more money, but 
you get more scarcity or you get more problems. God is preparing you and your heart for everything you've prayed for. An increase in money often means an increase in integrity, an increase in intimacy, an increase in vulnerability, an increase in self-expression, an increase in your capacity to receive. So what I know to be true is that sometimes God's going to send you challenges when you ask for something big in your life. Not because you're not worthy of that big thing, but because he is preparing you, he is correcting you, he is adjusting your path so that you are able to receive what he has prepared for you. This is what I've experienced in my life over and over and over. There are almost always trials or tribulations or challenges before the breakthroughs, before the miracles. And that doesn't mean that you can't experience miracles in between. God provides in so many miraculous ways when we really open our eyes and open ourselves up to receive. And when we seek him first, above all of the other things. But for the long-term life shifts that you're really craving, especially when it comes to building wealth, that doesn't happen overnight. A lot of the scarcity or challenges being sent your way are, it's like God helping to return you to your wealth identity, which is your original design. I believe that we are designed to live a rich life. I don't believe that God ever created us with this mindset of lack and scarcity that we should always be wanting. However, so many parts of ourselves have been rejected, ostracized, pushed away, shamed. So many parts of ourselves have been denied love for so long. So returning to or restoring your original wealth identity comes back to sometimes holding yourself through an experience of scarcity or an experience of lack or an experience of fear. Because when you are sent these challenging scenarios, trials, or tribulations, this is still provision, like I continue to say. God is attempting to restore your original design. He's attempting to shine a light on the parts of you that need your attention He's attempting to help you expand your capacity to hold a deeper sensation. Because what would happen if, all right, a million dollars were just deposited in your bank account right now? Like, great, you might celebrate, wow, I manifested a million dollars. But the real question is, can you hold that million dollars? What happens from that point forward? So many people teach about manifesting or attracting money, but not many people teach about being able to actually hold the money. So what happens? You might manifest the money, then it disappears. It's gone a year later, or you're in a worse scenario because you never had the capacity to hold it. So when God says, wait, be patient, it's not because what you ask for isn't coming or you're not worthy of it, or he's not listening to your prayers. He's preparing you and his timing is better than yours. And just because it's not here doesn't mean it's not coming, but you have to stop running away from what is here. And sometimes, to be honest, the trials, the tribulations, the scarcity, they bring us closer to God. And we need that. If there are other things in our lives, other relationships, 
substances, habits, things that are taking priority over our relationship with God and also our own hearts, ourselves, God's going to bring that into light, especially if you're praying for something big in your life. He is going to shine a light in all of the ways that you're not prioritizing him or yourself. Just go to where the love is. Stay near the fire. Stay warm. Where is the love? The things that you want in life cannot provide you with the love that you're really seeking. God can. Stay by the fire. Hold his hand and walk directly into the resistance. Descend into it. Don't run from the sensations. Don't run from the pain. Don't run from the fear. Be with all of it. But you don't have to do it alone. This is why we create so much internal resistance to intimacy with ourselves. Because doing it alone is really scary. But you weren't meant to do it alone. In fact, we don't have really the capacity to fully love all parts of ourselves that we've pushed away and shamed. We don't have the capacity to do that alone. We need God. And if you're unwilling to go to these parts of yourselves to descend into them, to whatever is arising within the scarcity, you're showing yourself that I don't trust myself to go there. I'm not safe in my own body to go there. So what you're saying is, I am not a safe place. If I'm not a safe place for myself, if I don't trust myself to even hold myself, then how can anything else feel safe to hold? How can more money feel safe for me to hold if I can't even hold this sensation right here? So that's why the first step isn't focusing on attracting more money overnight. It's on expanding your capacity to hold more, to receive more, to trust yourself, to create safety within your own body. So the conversation I want to open and continue to have about money on the podcast and through my teachings and in my course, this will be a big part of the course that I'm launching right now, Magnetic, which I'll speak more about in a minute. But the conversation I'm inviting us all into together gets to be bigger than just about money. Because if you want wealth, we can't just talk about dollars. We can't just talk about the way you think about money. We need to actually go into the body and we need to bring God into this. I'm not willing anymore to have these conversations about money without bringing God into the picture. He is our provider. He is where money comes from and everything comes from. So we can't speak about money without including him in the conversation and our relationships to God. So this is where the conversation gets to go. We get to go a lot deeper. We get to look at our relationship with God, our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with the masculine, our ability to hold sensation in our body, our relationship with receiving and our relationship with the parts of us that are embodied in scarcity. How do we treat those parts of us? We don't need to do it all on our own anymore. We don't need to force it. We don't need to micromanage. We don't need to fix ourselves to become deserving of more money. We don't even need to manifest it. It's so much simpler than that. And everything I just shared might not sound like it's simpler, but it is. All of the work really is in restoring yourself to your original design. Restoring your connection to your body, to your heart, and your connection to God. 
to function in the way that your body and soul and your entire being was designed to function and operate in this world. When we stop trying to do it all on our own and manifest and hustle and do all of the things that pull us outside of our the way that we are designed to operate, we can finally take a deep breath. We don't need to be turned on all the time. When I say turned on, I don't mean that in a sexual way. I mean like literally an on and off switch. We don't need to be feeling good all the time. We don't need to be high vibe all the time. We don't need to be checking in on our energy all the time. Because we're not the ones in charge. God is. We don't need to make sure we're perfect all the time to make sure we're providing for ourselves. Because we trust in a greater provider. We don't need to be constantly healing all the time because we trust that when we connect with God, he's going to guide us where we're meant to be. And we don't need to show up perfectly in order to receive miracles. So this is everything that I'm teaching in my course Magnetic, which I just launched. You might've already seen on Instagram. I know I teased about it a few weeks ago on the podcast. I've had so many people asking me for a BAA 2.0. BAA was all about manifesting love, money, and abundance, your dream life. And so I'm creating a 2.0 version, which is everything I know now four years later, which is stepping into a life of more wealth, more love, more peace, more purpose, more connection, all through union with your heart and with God, all through deep embodiment by coming home to your body, because there is a better way and there is an easier way. And there is a way that feels more loving. And we can't just do a one hour training on money and just say, here you go, you're done. Because like I explained in this podcast, it goes so much deeper. We can't look at money. It's multidimensional. We can't look at it without looking at everything. And so that's what magnetic is going to do. It's focused on you becoming the most magnetic version of yourself, which means what is magnetism really? You're magnetic by nature if you're a feminine being. It's taking down all of the walls that are blocking your radiance, your magnetism. A magnetic woman who is rich in all areas of life, who knows that she is cherished, who walks as though she is a cherished, valuable, wealthy woman, unconditionally loved. She is able to relax back into the arms of God, knowing that he's got her. She's deeply trusting, deeply surrendered, lets life support her. What is meant for her shows up in her life with more ease. And it doesn't mean that her life is easy by any means. We were never promised a life without trials and tribulations. They're here to build us, to protect us, to help us grow. But what is meant for her arrives with ease. She doesn't need to to push and pull with life, to force, to make deals, to create transactions. Nothing is transactional anymore because she magnetizes what is already hers. And she trusts that God has got her. That is where we'll be at the end of the 12 weeks. And I'm going to walk us through a really deep journey with ourselves, with God, with money, with love. We're going to go deep into God hurt and God wounds and religious trauma. We're going to go into what it means to co-create with God, creating your vision, claiming your desires, healing abandonment and betrayal wounds, Unleashing your radiance and magnetism for the first time for a lot of people. Coming home to your feminine design. Coming home to your body and your heart and your womb. It's going to be a deep remembrance. 
and deep connection and a deep devotional process and journey. So think of like BAA, but a process way more in tune with your body, with your heart, and bringing you closer to God so that you get to feel loved throughout the entire experience. So if you feel like manifestation has just burnt you out or it's not working for you anymore or you know you're meant for more love and more wealth and more purpose in your life, more peace, but nothing you're doing is working, you just kind of are sick of leading the way of not knowing the next step of not having clarity of having to be in charge and make all the decisions. And that's exhausting. You're sick of micromanaging your life. And maybe God, the word God even triggers you. It scares you. That's okay. You're still welcome in this space. So if you're listening to this around the time that I released it, uh, the early bird pricing is available now, which means you get more than $300 off. And I also have an early bird VIP package where you can add one-on-one coaching with me and I'm giving like a $4,000 discount or something on that. Uh, The early bird options are available until April 4th. So from the day I'm recording, I think it's about five days or so. After that, the price will go up about $300 or so. I also have payment plans available. This is really special for me because this is the first course I put out in four years on my own. BAA was my baby. It changed thousands of lives. I had a woman who healed a chronic pain that even years later now it hasn't come back. I have women who met their soulmates, many of them. Women who landed their dream homes, their dream cars, dream careers. Lots of money was made. And we're going deeper this time. We're going a lot deeper. So what got chills. If you're meant to be on this journey with me, you're going to know. You're going to feel it. This is also the most affordable offering I think I've ever put out in the, in the last four years because I want it to be accessible to more people. And all my offerings have been really high ticket in the last four years because of the caliber of work, but I feel ready to open a container for more people. So if you feel called, you can send me an email, Chris and Jen at pursuitofbliss.com. Send me a DM on Instagram. Just say magnetic. If you want more info, at Pursuit of Bliss with an underscore and the link to my super fancy, you'll see I obviously put tons and tons of hours into making it super nice. So my very fancy sales page is is going to be linked in the show notes as well. So I would absolutely love to have you and love to open conversation with any of you who thinks it may be for you, but maybe you're not sure, just send me a message. So with that said, hope this podcast spoke to you. Hope it resonated. If it did, it means the world when you guys share and tag me on Instagram. I love to see it. I love to read your reviews on iTunes. It means the absolute world to me. I love when you share it with your friends and your friends and family reach out to me and let me know. I don't even think that you guys truly understand the effect it has on me when you share, whether it's on Instagram or sharing with a friend or reaching out to me and letting me know that it touched you. It means the world to me and it's why I keep doing what I'm doing. So Thank you for being here. Thank you for being on this journey with me. And I hope to see you inside of Magnetic.